Get ready, Avalanche territory. It's now time for the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans on your home for the most Avalanche content. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Hello again, everyone, and welcome into the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Evans, and as always, want to thank our presenting sponsor, TNT Home Services, for all your heating, plumbing, cooling, and electrical needs. Got some great specials going on in June with savings on uh, air conditioning unit and electrical panels and water uh, tank, uh, tankless uh, water heaters and water heaters in general. So check that all out at tnthomeservicesco.com. And uh, give them a call. Mention my name, Evans, when scheduling to take advantage of some of these uh, great opportunities and great sales for a chance to get to know TNT Home Services. We got your six. My guest today from ColoradoHockeyNow.com. He's been covering the Avalanche for two and a half decades. And I can think of nobody better to talk to as the Avalanche are poised to win another Stanley Cup than Adrian Dater. AD, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Mike. It's... uh... Two and a half decades. You're right, man. Where'd the time go? Don't be. By the way, a quick plug: Avalanche Red Wings documentary uh, starting Sunday on ESPN. Don't miss that one. Two hours. And oh, you're, you're in it. Be, yeah, you're in it a lot, huh? In, yeah, I've been in it a few times. Not as much as say Patrick Waugh or Gary uh, <laughs> McCarty, but I guess that's to be forgiven. Well, let's talk about this. Uh, what appears to be uh, new Stanley Cup edition of the uh, Colorado Avalanche. What, what you saw in in game four, you know, to me, it's always like whenever you whenever you're lucky to follow and root for a a world champion along the way, there is that moment where that team proves their championship medal. And and I thought the Avalanche really proved that in, in game four. They put aside all the ghosts, all the naysayers and showed Beyond a shadow of a doubt, we're made of the right championship stuff. Did you come away with that that same kind of uh, feeling? Yeah, I, I, I mean, it didn't look good in the early in the first period, but they just played their game again. They didn't get too rattled. Uh, Darcy Kemper made some saves after that first minute goal. I mean, he, I think he made sixteen more saves in that period, which was huge. Um, you get to be one shot away and keep it close. That's 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 how good teams do it. And uh, I just can't say enough about how they played in overtime. I mean, I don't I don't know if Tampa Bay got a shot. It was uh, just magnificent performance. You know, I thought the other game that they really showed their medal to be a champion was um, you know Game Six in St. Louis. Yep. Obviously, uh, come. I think they came from behind on that one. But, you know, Darren Helm scoring with almost no time on the clock. Um, what a finish. I mean, this team is, you know, it, it's been a, a true down-the-line team effort, too. Guys like Helm, Cogliano gets a goal last night. Um, you know, Frankie 6-0 and in the playoffs as a relief goalie. Um, it's it's a true team effort and that's, that's what champions are. It's not just a couple guys. Um, you know, this isn't the NBA or anything where two guys can win it. This is takes 20, you know, it takes 19 guys to do it. And, and, and they're doing it. One more win though. One more. It had to feel good for Darcy. I had to feel good for Darcy Kemper because, you know, this is someone who has, has been the subject of uh, a, a lot of, a lot of scrutiny 
Uh, people don't think that he's he's the kind of guy that can win a Stanley Cup for you. P- plenty of Pavel Fransos fans out there. Yep. Polls were done, and Frankie was the choice. And, and yep. yet, Darcy Kemper was able to shake all that off and, and play his best game of the playoffs at a time where the Avalanche really needed it. You, you've got a chance to know Darcy throughout the course of this season. Uh, were you starting to wonder? Were you starting to question? whether or not this guy had that kind of performance in him. I mean, yeah, of course I was. I mean, until you've done it, you haven't done it. So, um, you know, he, he, he's, he hasn't, you know, Frankie had six previous wins in these playoffs. So it hasn't been Darcy just leading the way the whole time. Um, and let's face it, that was a shaky performance in game three. Um, and he allows a goal in the first minute. And you're thinking, yep, here we go. But he, he did it. He, came, he he only allowed one more goal the rest of the way. Granted, it was a bit of a softy backhander from Victor Hedman uh, from the circle. Probably wants that one back, but uh, he uh, he made the other saves. He made 37 saves in the game. And don't forget his high high IQ play at the end of the game to yep. get that puck. He, he knew that Tampa Bay was having a bad line change, and he got the puck up quickly to Lekkinen, who fed it to Kadri, and then the game was over. Of course, John Cooper might want to complain about that with too many men, but, uh, you know, uh, give me a break. That happens every, every other shift in hockey, basically those same kind of line changes. So, um, Darcy came through with a big, big, big performance last night. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's got one more to go though. I, I know that we're, we're still riding the, the wave right now. And so there are going to be plenty of off off season issues to get to, but since we're talking about Darcy Kemper, are you, Convinced? Uh, unsure? Is this guy going to be the Avalanche goaltender of the future with a, a new long-term deal? Boy, that's a that's a tough question. Oh, um, I don't know. I think that a long-term deal may be not something they want to do. Uh, the Avs just just thinking out loud here. I think that you know he's what thirty-two. Um, five-year deal or something like that, you know, 40 million or whatever, or, or not, maybe not that much, uh, you know, 35, 30 million. A uh, little much, I think, but for what he's done, but, uh, you know, they're going to need, they're going to need someone. Frankie is signed for two more years. I mean, he could be the number one guy and they just, that's the way they do it. Um, boy, tough call. I didn't even, I, I think I'm sure the abs are going to, you know, they would say that's a tough call for them right now too. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough to sign free agents when it gets close, you know, when you haven't signed them by, by, you know, now or close to the end of the season, whenever the deadline is this year, um, it's tough to do. Players typically leave, you know, they, they got Landis back at the last minute last year, but, uh, you know, I don't think they got anybody else back. So, I guess I would have to lead against them, given a long-term deal, if I had to say what I think is going to happen. But, uh, you know, I mean, if he if he shuts them out with a big performance in Game Five or wins wins the Stanley Cup, then you know, looks good. That looks good too. So, tough call there, Mike. Busy with uh, Adrian Gator <laughs> from ColoradoHockeyNow.com. By the way. Uh, Pat yourself on the the back right now. Uh, you have seen just huge traffic this year 
and, I, and I'm, I'm sure during the course of these playoffs at your at your website. Yeah, boy. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, um, when I started out, don't in, be shy. Don't be shy. July of uh, <laughs> July of 2019, I believe I started the site. Uh, the traffic is roughly 12 times higher wow. than then. Wow. Um, so thousand twenty percent, something like that, twelve hundred percent. Yeah, thanks to all the readers and listeners and, and uh, people like you who help promote it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a tough grind sometimes. You got to do everything yourself, and but uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. And I've gotten great help from <clears throat> Terry Fry, Kelsey Hammond, and uh, the three of us. We just try to cover the team as best we can. But uh, yeah, I, I think you know, I I think my site is doing traffic better traffic than than some other sites that cover all sports. Um, but, uh, hey, not not for me to – not that I'm bragging or anything. <laughs> it, it'll probably take a little dip after, you know, it's going to yeah. be higher in a cup run. But uh, all the way through, yeah, it's been a, it's been a success story. I'm uh, humbled. Very good. Very good. As we uh, continue to chop up what uh, is going on with the Az right now, Nazem Kadri, did, did you – you've been following this. Did you – was there ever any doubt that he would play in this series, but did you have questions and concerns about how well he'd be able to play? Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought Corey Perry would take a slash right to him and switch <laughs> ship. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it did. I didn't see that happen last night. Uh, you know, they were smart not to put him in the face-off dot. That's where you, a lot of hand injuries occur is that whacking of the sticks on a face-off. So, uh, Landeskog came in on that line and won 17 out of 26 face-offs. That was huge. So, uh, yeah, of course I was concerned. I thought, uh, boy, you know, a broken thumb, you're just trying to picture how you can handle a stick too well. But uh, I, <clears throat> I've talked a little bit at some doctors about, you know, and one's a former uh, hockey team doctor. And, you know, they sort of describe how it happens. You really wrap it up tight. You put a lot of padding on it little soft cast, probably shoot up a little painkiller in there maybe. Uh, not too much because you do want to have some feeling in there. But, uh, you know, um, that's what Kadri, I believe, did. He worked really hard in the gym and on the ice. I was, uh, I was told that he pushed even the trainers to, you know, get him back as quick as he could. So I think that injury is usually a four- to six-week return. He came back in 18 days. Mm. Um, and uh, that just says it all about Nazem Kadri's uh, heart and toughness and willing willingness to, to do what it takes to get out there. And he really did make a real big difference. Not just the goal, but, you know, he was good otherwise. I, I thought he had a blood, few chances. He was throwing the puck around. He had a couple good passes that are almost goals. Uh, good defensively. So, great. What a, you know, a going to go down in history uh, maybe as one of the great performances and you know the thing about him and you and I have talked about him this season about whether or not you bring him back and it, it would appear that they they probably will not but I have to admit after watching him play during this this playoff run I, I understand that by bringing him back you're signing him to a contract that maybe won't age well but in the first part of that contract you're in a championship window and when you have somebody that that clearly shows that he flourishes in in this kind of environment, yep, 
I, I think it's a, a gamble worth taking. Uh, you, yeah, you, you bet on the front side of the deal, understanding that, okay, maybe the backside won't be that great, but, hey, we're here to win now. I couldn't agree any more than, than that, what you said, Mike. I think that they should do their best to try and sign him. I mean, you know, why not win two cups, three right, cups? Right. It doesn't have to be just one, does it? No. You know, I mean, but if you let a guy like him go, you've just lost a, you know, a 90-point second-line center who does everything away from the puck, too, wins face-offs, is a leader, you know, clutch. So you don't want to lose that, do you? I mean, okay, he's a little older. You're right. I mean, yeah, maybe your year four or five on the deal wouldn't wouldn't look so great, but who would say it wouldn't either? I mean, he'll still be 36. He can play at that age. You know, be a maybe the third liner by then, and yeah, that's still nice to have. <clears throat> um, I think that it's going to be tough. You know, there's going to be 31 other teams that want to maybe make him an offer, and you know, once it gets to the point of free agency. When they start whining and dining you as a player, it's you can get your head turned pretty quick. And just look what Philip Grubauer did. He took yeah, the, good point. With the Seattle Kraken. Um, so, listen, it's going to be tough, but, boy, I think the Avs should make a competitive offer. And then, you know, if Kadri maybe, maybe, maybe wants to go back east or something, family, I don't know, maybe – whatever but you know that'll at least make him a competitive offer and leave it up to him and but say you really want him back i i would i mean he, he, this guy is best second line center in the league right now i would think yeah yeah no absolutely as we uh chop it up with uh adrian data from coloradohockeynow.com were you surprised kale mccarr won the norse no not really i did some investigating on that uh did some early polling. I knew I wrote that it was going to be real close. I didn't know it'd be that close. <laughs> yeah, twenty-five um, points, yeah. Uh, right? Twenty-five votes. Twenty-five points. Yeah, so very, very close. I think it's the closest in a long, long time. I forget the date, but uh, you know, at least fifteen years, I believe. So um, it. No, I'm not. So I think what happened was, you know, Josie obviously got a big boost from his late season point total. But I think that Makara had enough points down the stretch, too, and then put up 28 goals, which I think was a, a big thing why some people who might have voted for Josie switched to Makara because um, I think that's only the third defenseman since uh, 2001, maybe, to, to score 28 goals or more. Um, might be more, more years than that. So... I thought that was big. I think Kale McCarr's plus, you know, 48 was a was a factor. Josie's was, I think, in single digits. Um, it, you know, he easily could have gone the other way, and he lost. But um, he, I think the right guy won, and uh, he got enough, like, third-place votes uh, to sort of pull it out. I don't think McCarr finished in – uh, fourth or fifth at all on anybody's ballot, which was, which was good. Um, sometimes writers can do that and screw a guy over, but uh, I, he he deserved it. While we're talking about awards, Joe Sackick nominated for Executive of the Year, 
Uh, ironically enough, with uh, Chris Drury also on that list. Boy, you think yeah. some guys were paying attention to uh, what Pierre Lacroix was doing as they were uh, playing with yeah. the Avalanche from Sackick oh, to Drury to Rob Blake? And, uh, boy, the, the apple uh, did not fall oh, far yeah. from the tree here. But Joe Sackick, I, I looked at that game last night in which the Avs grab a 3-1 series lead, and, boy, you saw his imprints all over it, right? I mean, just the, yep. the, the trades – uh, from the the Mansons, the the Coglianos, uh, Sturm, uh, Kemper, Lekkinen. Um, it, yep. it, 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 it's a. Well, how would you de- define uh, the job he's done? What has been the Joe Sackick philosophy? I, I know that's a real open ended question, but how would you narrow down if you could Joe Sackick's team building philosophy? I would say youth, speed, character, um, and then build around the fringes of that with some veteran guys. Uh, you know, he basically started all over again uh, in 2017, despite the team making the playoffs a couple of times. You know, it was still a team that was losing the first round, and you just felt like they were too mediocre. And he just said, look, I've – we're going to, we're going to have to sort of start over in some ways. And the, the Matt Duchesne trade was, was a brilliant trade. Look what they got out of that. I mean, they, they got Bo Byram and Sam Gerrard, mm. a couple other guys <laughs> um, for a disgruntled guy. Um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> he didn't have a great deadline last year with Carl Soderberg and Patrick Nemeth being the acquisitions. Boy, did he hit a home run this year though. Yeah. Uh, Four guys that have really contributed, all of them. Sturm last night, I thought he got that, was going to get that goal, but he got these Cogliano got it. So they, they both contribute. Darren Helm had yeah. another assist last yeah. night. I mean, we, we didn't mention him. He was a good, he's been a good signing. Wins a miracle game against the Blues, you know, to put them in the um, to put them in the uh, conference finals. Yeah, um, he. He's made so many other good moves, too. I mean, um, you know, just for getting guys like Landis Gog and Rantanen signed long-term, Makar signed long-term, um, you know, taking care of those kinds of business. Uh, yeah, he lost a goalie in Grubauer, but, you know, he went right out and got, <clears throat> I think, the best guy on the market who was available, Darcy Kemper. So while Darcy has had some moments of, you know, we haven't always, we've been a little nervous. The fact is he had a good year, and it's here they are. I mean, he had a great game last night in a game four on enemy ice, the goalie he got. So, um, you know, it's just what a year for Joe Sackick. He, if he doesn't win that game of the year, and I know Chris Jury had a nice year too, but let's face it, I don't think anybody's ever had quite a year as a GM than, than Joe Sackick, maybe in a long, long time. I mean, just – remember how awful this team was just five years ago and to where they are today. And they're, they're still young. They still got other prospects coming. You know, they've got such a good young core still that, uh, yeah, they're going to have a window for the next, you know, at least two or three years. Yeah. You've gotten to know Joe over the last 25 years. Is this, what, what is, what is the word around, the way that he goes about this job is, is he somebody that enjoys the grind is this somebody that you see wanting to do this for a long time or could you see him 
perhaps uh, stepping back and, and maybe turning it over to a guy like Chris McFarlane or somebody or somebody like that? It's a good question. Um, I've heard a couple whispers that maybe he might want to turn it over to McFarland. Maybe, maybe he steps up as a team president or something like that. Um, I've, I've heard that. I haven't asked him that yet, but, um, you know, contracts with GMs are difficult to find out. They don't make those public. So I don't know how long he's got on the contract, but, uh, well, I'm, I'm sure whatever he wanted to, would want to do, Josh Kroenke and Stan would rubber stamp it. Um, I think that he doesn't want to do this too, too long, and yet he's still a pretty young guy. So I think he wants to still be involved. I'm not, I'm not sure he loves the grind of the GM job, but I think he loved it a lot more this year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think uh, I think they'll make a decision on that and talk it over with the family, but uh, I don't see why he wouldn't still continue in a front office position with the Az. I mean, why not? I mean, I mean, maybe he wants to go uh, do something completely different. But I mean, his whole life has been hockey. Um, I would think he'd still want to make a nice paycheck and uh, do what he's doing now. I, I I wouldn't. I mean, and yet you know, I know McFarland's probably itching to be a GM at some point. He's getting his name on lists of candidates, but, uh, Hey, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with being an assistant GM either. Um, so I think it's a good situation. It's just, uh, it's tough to read Joe sometimes what he wants to do, but, uh, I, I don't see why he wouldn't want to keep enjoying sort of the fruits of his labor in the next couple, three years, at least, especially with the team stacked as, as well as they mm-hmm. are. And in this championship window and, and, and busy with Adrian Dater here on the mile high hockey podcast. And I know we've been kind of weaving, back and forth a little bit with the, the present and, and also looking ahead down the road a little bit. But as we sit here right now, the Avalanche have not yet won the Cup. Uh, they're up three games yeah. to one. But I, I've got to ask you, I I saw a Tampa team that emptied their tank. And they have played a lot of hockey over the last yeah. three years. And it's basically been uninterrupted hockey. And you look at the way that they play and, and the – the way that they sell out and sacrifice. I I looked at them as I was watching that game from my couch with about five minutes left in the third period. I went, and I said it out loud. I said, ooh, they look tired. And then yeah. when they got into overtime, I said, their tank is empty. And they put so much into that game, so much yep. into these last two games. And, and to lose the way that they did – Adrian, I know I'm I'm not supposed to get caught up looking ahead. I'm not supposed to dismiss a team like Tampa. I'm not supposed to get cocky and all that, but I just think their tank is empty. You know what? I'd love to say the same thing, but uh, you know me, I'm the I'm the jinx guy. I don't You picked the Lightning to win in overtime right before the overtime started. Well, I did. The famous no, Adrian Gator reverse jinx. That was a design jinx. A design. And I rarely okay. do that anymore. I rarely do that anymore on any kind of game and come out and say it. But I thought they'd need they need me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna come out and, I'm gonna come out and guarantee a victory for the lightning. Uh-huh. So I'll be wrong on that. The yeah. jinx the jinx worked to a charm on that. It did. Congratulations. Um, well, thank you. And, well, thank uh, you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, so I take my bows. Yeah. <laughs> um, Avalanche Country thanks you. I think that boy. You'd love to. You'd love it if you just yeah they 
they're tired, they're done. They're, they're going to come in here and just lay, you know, lay down. Um, the abs are going to be all over the place. They're going to be so, all of that could be true, and you just hope it is. <laughs> and yet, uh, I've seen too many games where, especially game fives at home, the abs have lost. They have lost a few, and they're yes, they're they have. They've had three one leads before, and they lost the home game at game five. And um, you know, I think bad things happened after that. I uh, I uh, just think that boy, got to put them away early if you do it. Don't give them any hope. I think that first period is everything. Tomorrow night, um, they get a one or two goal lead going into the second. I think boy, that that could just they could just say, all right, we've had enough. But uh, they still they got a bunch of gamers that are gonna <clears throat> battle. And, um, you know, they still got the goalie. So, yeah, you can't take this lightly. You can't say they're done because, yeah, they're still a darn good team. Yeah, I, and I would never I would never say that Tampa, right. a Tampa team would, would um, give up uh, or, right. or just right. say, hey, I just, I just wonder physically if there's, right. if there's anything left in the tank. And I could, I, could see it, I could see it playing out like this, where whatever Tampa mm-hmm. has left to give, they'll give it to they'll, – they'll come out. They'll come out with it, yep. and I could also see the ABS maybe being a little tight. You know, it's the Stanley Cup's yep. in the building. This is the night, yep. right? This is the night. Yep. Everyone's coming to the the building for the coronation. This is the culmination yep. of a, a dream you had when you were a kid. So I could see them being a little tight early on, but I just think that you get into the second period, third period, the fresh legs and everything like that. I, I could see it being an onslaught in the in the second and third periods. I could too. Um... They're, they've been so good at home. They get so much. It seems like they just look so much faster at home. Even they look very fast last night too. But uh, having last change helps them with matchups better. Uh, Bednar has been good with his matchups. Now they'll have Kadri. You know he's going to blow the roof off the place when he gets announced. So it should be a nice night. But uh, yeah, um, let's hope. I, I think. Boy, this team is the better team. They deserve to win. I think they will win, but I ain't guaranteeing anything, and I'm not uh, not counting any chickens before they hatch. Just I yet. get it. I get it. Hey, by the way, speaking of Bednar, <laughs> speaking of Bednar, I, boy, he we have seen such incredible growth with this guy, and and I think about first of all how he reacted after the game three loss, both immediately after the game and then the next day. Every, everything he talked, anytime he talked, there almost seemed to be this little wry smile on his face. Like, hey, yeah. I know my team. I know yeah. what happened in game three. Yeah. I know it was self-inflicted. I know we'll uh, fix that. I, I know we'll respond. It's just, you just get a sense, I do, that this guy has such a firm handle over what this team is. And then to go out, look, AD, he made a couple of moves that left himself ripe for second guessing if it didn't work out from starting Kemper to playing Kadri and, and juggling lines to sort of accommodate Kadri. I mean, these were the kind of things that could have really blown up in his face, left him open to a lot of second guessing. And yet he rolls sevens on both of them. Yep. He, he, he did. And the, the normal Bednar critics that I hear on my site, sometimes in the comments are pretty quiet today. Yeah. So. I think he's done a great job and he's a great coach. Uh, I really do. I think he's nobody works harder at this business. I don't think than him. He's uh, 
so dedicated. The thing is, he's so steady, too. You know, he just doesn't blow up ever. I mean, sometimes you remember in the past, I've sort of said, well, it'd be nice to see a little anger out of him sometimes, you know, on the bench, you know, on a call or something. But it's just not his way. I've seen him blow up a couple – one time in practice at the team. I think it was in Vegas last year. Um, but, uh, you know, he just uh, he just maintained his, his calm demeanor, and I think that finally translated a little bit to the team. <clears throat> and uh, they played a little more in his image. You can definitely tell the Avs didn't panic this year when they've had – tough times right you know that right game two against nashville and they're getting stoned by that goalie and everybody's panicking that they're going to lose game one two to the predators you know they just kept playing the same way and same thing against the blues when they got down at times and that series keep playing the same way same thing last night bednar could have panicked and pulled kemper or maybe you know something like that no just keep playing the same way and we'll win and that's what they've done and that's that's a credit to him Adrian, uh, look forward to uh, what we think will be a, a coronation tomorrow night. Hopefully it will. It's been an incredible run. We're not done talking about this team because uh, whether it's the aftermath, celebrating the Stanley Cup, and, and also all these issues that uh, will crop up during the course of a, what should be a very busy and interesting uh, offseason, um, uh, it, it's going to be a fun, fun thing. And I, I recommend people who – love their avalanche and love avalanche coverage and can't get enough of it. Uh, subscribe Colorado hockey now.com. Uh, Adrian's team does an amazing job of covering the team and will continue throughout the course of the entire uh, summer off season. And the, 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 the training camp will be opening before you know it, by the way, are they going to get back to uh, I'm sorry, I'm right off on, on a tangent here, but are they going to get back to a normal uh, hockey calendar? Are we going to be, what, what are we looking at? When, when's this thing yeah. going to start all up again? I think so. Um, might still be a little delay. I think the draft is July 7th and 9th through 8th or something like that next month. Usually that's in June. Free agency is supposed to be July 1st. Uh, I'm actually blanking on what day it is after that. Uh, but uh, I hope not. I hope it's not delayed again. Uh, it's it's. Um, let's get back to the regular still. I think it will be. I think they want that. So, no Olymp- no yes, Olympic hockey, that'll help too, right? I mean, that, yeah. that, that, that threw a wrench into it last year. They haven't made it official yet, but I, I think they would be. I think that's what they want. Uh, but it could be another couple-week delay again. We'll see. Okay. Adrian, great job. I really appreciate it. This has been the Mile High Hockey Podcast. Thanks to our sponsors at uh, TNT Home Services for all your plumbing, heating, cooling, and electrical needs. Please give them a call. they got some great June specials that uh, you can take advantage of just by mentioning the name Evans when you uh, schedule. Call them 720-500-1979 and at tnthomeservicesco.com. Uh, you got TNT, a proud Ream Pro partner, a veteran-owned company. Ronnie, one of the co-owners, along with his wife, Laura, a uh, Air Force veteran. So check them out. Good, good people to work with. They'll do great work for you. That'll do it for the Mile High Hockey Podcast as we're on the cusp of another Avalanche Stanley Cup. And we'll be back again next week to talk about it all and what the offseason looks like. Look forward to that coming up next week.